0: The fifth step to financial freedom is all about deciding on a plan going forward. It's all about committing to what it is that you want. And that is what we'll be going through today. Hi, my name is James Corsier, and thank you for joining us today. And welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. Today we'll be going through this key fifth step. And why this step in particular is so important is that it doesn't matter how much knowledge or information that you have or that you have access to it all doesn't mean a thing unless you take action with it unless you follow through and apply it to your life so this step is about deciding on what it is that you want to take on board from what it is that you know or you've learned from myself or others and deciding on what it is that you want to apply to your own life and then committing to it okay so today we'll be going through that in a little bit more detail to better understand how you can take advantage of this key step now the biggest area probably from a money point of view is your spending plan a lot of people call this a budget i'm not a massive fan of that word because it has quite a lot of negative connotations with it this feeling of sacrifice or restriction but really this comes down to choice. Where do you want to spend your money? Deciding on what that is and then committing to it in the long term. Okay. So from a spending plan point of view, the key to all of this is to think, where do I want to spend my money? You have a certain amount of money coming in and you can do various things with it. You could spend it on different areas, different categories, or you could save it right and with those savings you could do different things but fundamentally you could spend it or you could save it right now we save not to restrict ourselves now but for the future but we save because ultimately we believe the value from saving it and doing something with those savings holds more value than what we could spend with it now very very simply and then with your spendings There are many different things you could do with it and the value you can get, the enjoyment you can get from that spending can vary considerably depending on what that is. If you don't think about it consciously and you don't choose on how you want to spend your money upfront then what happens is your kind of subconscious takes over and many of our essentially more unhealthy uh, kind of beliefs or approaches that are going on behind the scenes can can come through and allow us to spend that money in in ways that are not as effective as they could be so all right how do we do this so well, the first thing is to agree what your earn spend save ratio ratio is sorry very simply um, what you save is what you earn minus what you spend so what do you want to commit to so if you're earning for example £2,000 a month. Of that £2,000, how much of it do you want to save? It sounds very simple but having a number and then committing to it and working around that allows you for some... allows you to follow through and actually stick to a specific number without it. If you just say I want to save as much as possible that's very difficult. How do you know whether you're achieving or not? If you saved a pound a month then technically you are achieving what it is that you wanted to right to save some money so what is it that specific number so if it was two thousand pounds whatever it is that you're earning each month how much are you committed to saving all right and then let's work around that so in our example if it was two thousand pounds let's say it was 300 pounds a month you wanted to save the 1700 is what you have available to spend and then you can start to break that out and decide in what areas you want to spend that seventeen hundred pounds but very simply commit in advance how much you're gonna save and how much you're gonna spend of what it is that you earn the other point here is that you can commit to some of these numbers right and uh, be very ambitious or really kind of uh, set some really audacious numbers around for example saving But unless you're following through on it, not just now, but in a month's time, in six months time, hell, in two years time, then ultimately this will not get you where you wanna get to, right? It's like going to the gym. You could decide to go to the gym every day, hell, twice a day for the next three weeks. And if you did that every day, yes, okay, you're gonna get some really great results. But if after three weeks you stop, very quickly you're going to lose all the benefits that you gain and it's the same with money right it is much better to set goals around this that are lower and more reasonable and a really key word here sustainable right so you can do it month in month out I, in the past I've set some pretty pretty outlandish goals right and and been quite extreme in in what it is that I pushed push for and those times where it wasn't reasonable, it wasn't sustainable, ultimately I didn't follow through on them and I didn't get what I wanted to longer term. It was only the times when I was you know, really kind of clear on some numbers that I knew I could commit to in the longer term where I followed through and was able to do it. So I highly recommend that and I see it in many people's situations before. The other thing is, if you really aggressively save, for example, over a short period of time, what happens is you, you create this um, this build up um, of energy or lack of of kind of restraining yourself over that period of time, and over time it almost builds up like pressure, and that pressure at some point will need to be released. And usually, what happens when people work really really hard, for example, to save a lot of money, afterwards, as the pressure builds up to a certain point, then it's released and then people start to spend again. But the trouble is, because the pressure is suddenly released in quite a big way and they've been saving so aggressively, there's a lot of things they haven't been spending and so on. And so all of a sudden they go back to where they were. And very quickly they're spending what they were before and often spending more because they felt so restricted for so long. You see this in diets as well. So many people, they go on these really aggressive diets, they, they stop uh, eating, like get onto some really restrictive diets, eat very little, and not always, but most of the time, people doing those kind of diets, after they've fallen off that diet, which almost always happens, they tend to actually put on more weight than they lost. They end up in a worse situation than before. So. This is a warning, all right? Please, when you're setting kind of goals around this subject, set it in a way where it feels achievable in the future, and not just now, in a sustainable way. Okay, all right, I'll leave it at that. Um, the other piece around this is having a process to review, check in. Because when you set these kind of goals, right, you might have quite a considerable energy and focus on it because it's important for you, that's why you've set them. But if you're not checking in on it regularly, say weekly, to see how the numbers are going, then what tends to happen is your focus moves to other areas, right? And naturally, there's many different things that kind of come into our life, take our attention. If we don't keep our attention on this particular area regularly, the, the attention moves to something else, Your focus will go to that, and naturally you will stop working towards the goals that you'd set. So when you do decide on some specific numbers around this, you want to have those regular touch points, ideally weekly, but at a very minimum monthly, just to see whether you're on target what it is that you committed to. Even better is having some form of accountability in this area. So when you set some numbers and you're looking at it, say, weekly, If you can just check in with someone, a friend, a buddy, ideally somebody who's working on this as well, to show them those numbers, then what happens is you want to do well in this because when you show them your progress and you show them how you're doing, if they see that you aren't progressing, it's gonna make you kind of feel bad, right? So it makes you step up and, and make sure you follow through on what it is that you're committed to. Even better is if you make that public you know you share it with as many people as possible family friends and so on if you go around telling everybody you know that you've committed to saving say 500 pounds a month every month for the foreseeable future then people are going to ask you how are you doing how are you getting on with that are you are you saving that money Have you been building up that money as you said and if in three four six months time you know you kind of kind of realize that you you haven't followed through on that that's going to kind of Kind of, make, kind of make you feel quite um, uncomfortable right so naturally subconsciously inside your mind you're going to say right I need to make sure I do this I need to step up so that when I'm talking to these people I can say that I've been progressing on it a really important thing to be aware of as humans is that we have a deep need to be consistent with who we feel we are so if we go around telling everybody that we are saving 500 pounds a month then what we are doing is essentially saying I am somebody that saves 500 pounds a month, right? So if you then don't, then the brain is then saying, right, you need to make sure you do this because in my mind, I do this. I've told everybody I do this. This is something I do. So subconsciously, you will naturally want to do various things to make sure that what you're doing is in alignment with how you think you are, okay? Very, very powerful tool, all right? Now within that ratio of what you've committed to save and spend, there's a kind of spectrum in terms of how much work you can do around analyzing your spending and following through on that. At the very minimum, you want to have a number. I've committed to spend this much per month and save this much per month. But ideally, within that spending amount, you can commit to how much you want to spend in various areas, how much you want to spend on travel, food going out our business expenses um, whatever it is and by doing that you're looking at all of the different areas that you tend to spend money on the value you get from it right what is it why is it that you spend money in these areas there are a number of different reasons and through that it gives you an awareness again like i've talked about in previous videos what enjoyment what value am i getting when I spend money in these areas. And then based on that, of this pot of money, let's go back to the 1700 pounds we talked about before, of this 1700 pounds that I can spend each month, how much of that do I wanna spend in each area? Okay, so if for example, in personal development, that's an area that I know I get a lot of value from that, when I spend money in that, I buy books that improve my knowledge or courses that improve my knowledge in this area, then I know I progress in a substantial way and through that, I become better able to achieve what it is I want, I have a better state of mind, better psychology, right? Do that, I know that is a really strong return on my investment. Okay, so then I'm gonna increase the amount of money I'm able to spend in that area. And then other areas, say for example, uh, you know, buying drinks out or buying dinners out, which can be quite expensive, um, I'm gonna reduce that because actually the value I get when in these kind of occasions, it's really meeting people, getting out, doing different things, rather than the food or the drink themselves, right? So I can construct a situation where I'm able to do those kind of things while spending less money. That was one of the biggest things I learned very early on when I was looking to save, because I was able to have a very big social life while reducing how much I spent, you know. I I saved uh, considerable amounts of money when I when I first moved to London, um, and in that time, I was going out more than most of my friends, most of the people I knew, and I did that by being clever around how I spent money when I was going out. Right? I didn't I didn't force this connection between going out and spending time and seeing people and doing different things with having to constantly spend money and knowing when I needed to spend money and when I didn't. Okay. And if you start to think like that, you'll see more and more opportunities to be able to reduce how much you're spending while getting more of what it is that you want. At first, you may think, oh, that's impossible, no, I've got to, all of my friends buy rounds, if I don't, then I'm gonna look like a stingy person, right? Or, you know, well, like, you know, if everyone's going for dinner, so I have to buy dinner, and everybody just splits the bills, so, you know, what can I do, right? Because you've been doing that for so long, then you're going to think like that. But as you start to look for solutions outside of what you're currently doing, your brain will start to find answers. Now, in some situations, yes, you're gonna to have to buy that dinner to be able to be part of that, right? You're gonna to have to spend it because of the natural social situation, that's fine. But in many situations, you don't need to. So some of the things I used to do was, I used to go for dinner, I used to join uh, people for dinner after the dinner. So it would go, uh, have this dinner you know spend a lot of money on the dinner and then I've just joined them for the drinks afterwards most of the evening um, I was able to join for most of the evening anyway and and it didn't affect me because I still got to see so still got to go out whatever or um, you know when I would go out for drinks for example uh, I would meet everybody I would you know get one or two drinks not a big deal I wouldn't kind of get really drunk Big silver lining. The next day, I wasn't um, super hungover. And I could still be super effective uh, with whatever it is what I was doing. I wouldn't buy into the rounds. And again, the whole rounds thing—it's you know, a bit of a, a bit of a fable. Just because you're not getting involved in rounds, as an example, not everybody does this, but some people do. If you do taking a step outside of that and not not getting involved is not going to suddenly kind of kill your reputation within the group, right? There's a number of reasons you can kind of say, you just say, I don't want to really drink that much tonight. I'm trying to watch how much I drink. Um, So a really good way for me to do that is just to not get in the mouth. I'll just get my own one. Or don't worry, I'll get one later, right? Really simple, just... The the thing I learn fundamentally when I'm seeking to do something that is different to what a lot of people are doing around me, right? But I don't want that to kind of kill the vibe or, or disconnect me from other people is to not make it a big deal. It sounds really simple, but it's really powerful. If in your mind, not buying rounds of people, not going for those dinners that everybody's expecting you to go to, or whatever else it is, if you see it as a big deal and you feel it's awkward and you feel like it's gonna create a disconnect, then it will, because the energy you're putting out around it and the way you're saying, the way you're handling it will reflect that, and people will pick up on that and effectively embody what it is that you're fearing but if you see it as not a big deal and you see it as not getting in the way as ultimately connecting with these people and and spending time with them then that's how they will see it right you know have you ever thought about those times when you you go out and um you're wearing clothes and and certain clothes you're wearing you just feel great in those clothes You go out you're wearing these clothes um and everything just feels natural you feel much more confident more beautiful and, and things and like social interactions are easier. Or those times when um, you're wearing certain clothes and you don't feel right in them, it feels awkward, you feel very self-conscious, and social situations become a bit difficult as a result. That is a classic example. It's not really the clothes, it's how you are relating to them and how you feel in them and that energy you're giving across around it. All right, I'll leave it at that. But I would highly recommend taking that kind of psychology when you are seeking to change how you spend your habits and that may go against certain uh, social norms that you're seeing around you okay now the last thing i want to talk through as part of this video is around giving and when i say giving it kind of really fits into three categories there's giving to to friends or family as part of kind of uh, expected gifts you know birthdays christmases and so on Secondly, is presents to friends, family, people you know, uh, for no reason, right? Ultimately, there's no birthday or Christmas, it's just because you wanna honor their friendship. And then thirdly, giving to kind of charity organizations and so on, through basically giving to people or organizations that you don't know, you don't have any direct relationship with. Now, the reason why I bring up this specifically is that when you're starting on this journey and, and you don't feel that like you're in a strong place financially, it's very difficult to convince yourself to give money to other people, right? People, for charity and so on, because you feel like you don't have enough money yourself. Now, the trouble with that is when you do that, what you're doing, what you're saying to yourself subconsciously is, I don't have enough money to give to other people. Therefore, I'm in a place of lack. I'm in a place of scarcity. And so subconsciously you feel that, and you attract scarcity, you attract a scarcity environment, right? Whereas, if you do make the effort to give to others, it doesn't have to be money, but it can be, or time, or whatever, what you're essentially doing is you're kind of implying to yourself, I have abundance, I have more than I need. If I'm able to give money to charities or other people freely, then I have more than I need myself. Some of of the people watching this video, some of you guys uh, may be watching this thinking, yeah, you know, I I don't have enough money, I can barely um, afford my situation right now. Okay, so you might feel that, but are you really in that situation? If, If for whatever reason tax was higher and you had to pay another £100, £300, £500 a month, okay, in tax than what you're currently spending, right? So you've lost that money each month. You might feel rubbish, you might uh, be really angry, you might kick and scream, but ultimately, if you had to do it, you would, and you could, right? And you would adjust. So think about that. Sometimes we think we are in, we can barely survive given our current situation, but in reality, we always adapt, we always um, deal with our current situation, all right? And that's why, for many people, what they spend, is what they earn because whatever it is that's coming in um, the kind of air fills the space right the um, whatever it is that we've got to spend all of these things will come into our lives and we will feel we will need to spend it up to that point all right so coming back to this whole concept of giving right i would encourage you no matter what your situation is to decide to give a small amount of it doesn't have to be big a small amount of money to each of these three areas all right one area two yes uh, birthdays Christmases and so on to people you know that's important but this second category to give to the people that are important to you outside of those areas is so powerful because the majority of people only give when they have to and because there's an expectation around there the value people get from it the enjoyment people get from those gifts isn't really that high because it You know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's my birthday, so I get a present. Or it's Christmas, yeah, I get a present. But if you've given those times outside of that, the amount of enjoyment people will get from it are like multiplied by 10, all right? So, again, if you're thinking about the amount of value you can give from from what it is that you have access to, you'll get a lot more impact on the people that you value by doing it outside of those types of events, all right? Now the third area, giving it to charities, organisations, people that you don't know directly, I think it's also very important because it starts to not only make you feel that you have an abundance outside of um, your own situation, but two, it starts to get you to subconsciously think that it's not just about me and my world, not just about me and the people that I know, that there's a world out there and there are so many people that are in need in many different ways and to direct your attention to a place of contribution and when you come from that place your why your existence in this life is much bigger okay because you're not just thinking well i need to make money for me or my family or my close friends i need to make money for a huge population out there the world the environment the universe maybe and from that the why becomes bigger and then the pull the drive to improve your situation to increase the amount of wealth you have, not just financially, but in all areas, to be able to give that to other people becomes even bigger. So in summary, right, what we've been going through today is about deciding on, on what it is that you want to do around having a plan for financial freedom. In particular, a spending plan. Where is it that you want to commit to spending to get the most enjoyment or staying within the numbers you've committed to. And then from your income, you can either save or spend it. So what is that ratio that you're committing to between saving and spending? And then how are you able to stick to it by regularly checking in and making yourself accountable to the people that you know, so that you have a bigger investment to make sure you can maintain it in the long run. Not only that, we talked through Giving, So making sure that you are able to um, you know, find space to be able to give beyond your own current environment and through that subconsciously tell yourself you are in a place of abundance and not scarcity and receive the powerful effects from that. Now I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did please like and comment below. I would very much appreciate that. If you found uh, this helpful and you feel there's other people that you know that value from this content, again, please share that to them uh, or other videos that you think would be powerful to them. uh, And then through that, I'm able to reach uh, much more people. Also, if there's any specific content that you would like me to talk through, uh, please let me know in the comments, directly message me, and then I will look to do specific videos in that area because my main aim is to make sure this content is as valuable for you as possible, right? And as part of that, I need to know where those areas are in particular that you're looking to understand. Okay, so that's all from me. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy the rest of the day, and I will speak to you soon.